On this edition of the Iowa Business Report. And it's just really a great opportunity to sort of see how others are doing it in different industries, different sectors. Time to gather for education, networking, and professional development. How much does food and agriculture contribute to the Iowa economy? And in our business profile, we'll revisit a conversation about an Eastern Iowa accounting firm as it continues to grow and receive recognition. This is the Iowa Business Report for the fourth weekend of March, 2023. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. Each year since 2006, the Iowa Employment Conference has been a primary springtime source for classroom instruction and professional development. This year's conference is April 5th and 6th in Altoona. Nan Boland is president of the Iowa Employment Conference. The Iowa Employment Conference is a two-day learning opportunity for like-minded professionals. We have a spring conference that covers employment law, training and development, benefits topics, and mental wellness. We have a one-day fall conference. That topic sort of changes from year to year, really kind of based on what's happening in our workplace. This fall, we're calling it Ignite Change, and we'll be covering change management, employment trends, HR trends, workplace initiatives, those types of topics. So this year's spring conference will be April 5th and 6th at the Meadows Events and Conference Center out at Prairie Meadows in Altoona. And online, very easy to remember, iowaemploymentconference.com. How did this whole thing come to be? A few years ago, well, 17 uh, years ago, one of our clients who was a city of found themselves in a sexual harassment lawsuit. Part of their settlement was they had to have training for all of their different staff members on sexual harassment. And so that's initially how it started. So it was just 30-ish folks getting some training. Now, as it has grown over the 17 years, we've added nine different accreditations. So folks can come and get their continuing education credits, HR professionals, lawyers, payroll, legal counsel, insurance professionals, municipalities. So we have nine different accreditations that they can come and get their CEs at these conferences. And as I look at the schedule, you have large keynote presentations, but then as many as a half dozen different breakout sessions at multiple times in the day. I mean, this looks to be 50 or more speakers easily. Yeah, it gets a little crazy. (laughs) No, it's good. We are so lucky to have Uh, You know, they always say surround yourself with people who know and God, we've been so, so lucky to find and attract amazing speakers. So yeah, I think this spring we have 45-ish sessions and I think we have over 50 actual speakers, including we have two keynotes, a keynote on Wednesday, a keynote on Thursday, and then we have a closing keynote on Thursday at the end of the day. Who are some of these keynote people and how is it that you've attracted them? I trust many of the breakout session speakers are folks from the general geographic area throughout the state, but obviously you've got some pretty big names coming in to talk about some very key topics. 
we do somehow attract some really great speakers from really all over. We've had speakers from Texas and California and you name it. Our keynote this year, Sonia Wasden, she is going to be speaking on mental wellness in the workplace, and she's been through a lot. She has a lot, a lot of information to share that could hit a lot of nerves, a lot of people in different ways. So it's sure to be very, very great. Then we've got Michael Puck on Thursday, and he's basically going to talk about kind of work as we know it in the workplace is is broken, and he's going to kind of talk about how we fix that. And then we've got Ron Dubin, who is our closing speaker. He also has a very interesting story, and his life is kind of one I think that most all of us would love. <laughs> he retired very early and set sail on a boat and basically has kind of come back around to talk about just sort of your priorities. You know, obviously we all work for a living to pay those bills, but he's got just a different mindset about it as well. So should be really good. And then, yes, of course, a lot of the other speakers, some definitely are local, some are statewide. We have some coming up from Missouri and Nebraska. And so we have tracks Like you had said, we have six sessions happening simultaneously. One track usually covers legal, employment law changes, all that fun stuff. One track usually covers training and development. So a whole gamut of speakers there. Another track is wellness, mental wellness. And then another track is benefits. And all of those pertain to employment. Given how work has changed, first because of technology And then because of COVID and the whole idea that jobs that were once thought to be solely at a desk in a cubicle next to somebody else are now often remote, this seems to be a real time of change. So who should attend a conference like this where all of these different topics are on the table? You hit a a very important topic. You're right. The world has changed forever. I also own a, a recruiting firm, Higher Quality Solutions. And so forever, there's always been cyclical employment. There's always either more jobs than people or more people than jobs. Then, of course, COVID hit. But prior to COVID, it was always that whole work life balance. That was what everybody talked about, but it wasn't necessarily really what people practiced. COVID hit, and all of a sudden, whether you liked it or not, you had to change. And we did a lot of these Zoom calls. We did a lot of phone calls. And I think our world has kind of proved that we can change and change has probably been needed. So as far as who should attend the conference, really anyone that wants to learn, anyone that wants to grow. As I mentioned, all of our accreditations, of course, all of the you know lawyers and, and CPAs and insurance professionals and HR professionals, a lot of municipalities come. And so what I always tell everybody is, Really, anybody that works with someone (laughs) or manages or supervises someone, owns a business, you know, anybody sitting in what I always say in HR-ish seat, anybody that touches or works around folks. So, you know, the laws have changed a ton dramatically over the last couple of years, just about anybody that sits in an HR seat. Well, as a lawyer, I know I need to have a certain number of continuing education hours, and you want to find ones that are the most pertinent to what it is that you do, but sometimes you wind up doing something that's just convenient. And this is an opportunity to marshal so many hours and have them be directly applicable to things that you do 
whether it would be in my case as a lawyer or in many of these other fields. You alluded to it, but I wanted you to put a little more focus on the fact this isn't all that you do, although this is a lot of planning, putting together a conference like this, a similar one there in Missouri, but you do have your own business that touches each of these items very closely. Yes, I own a recruiting firm, and I actually own an HR consulting firm. And my recruiting firm was first, and I've been recruiting for 20, maybe 30 years now. Um, Ultimately, I was meeting with HR professionals all day long, all the time to help recruit their staff. You know, you sort of heard the same general story from everyone. I've got to wear 87 hats, and I only have eight hours in the day. I can't do all this. How do I do all this? And and how do I know that I'm doing it right? And so ultimately taking my recruiting and my networking and my relationships on that piece was to me sort of a natural to build this conference in that as a recruiter, I was going and sitting at events and networking, trying to build my recruiting business. But ultimately it all kind of came back to HR folks and supervisory folks. So it's been a fun transition. Definitely keep busy. Um, we started with the spring one-day conference. It then became a two-day conference. We added the fall. And then about seven years ago, we cloned this. And uh, I also own the Missouri Employment Conference. The spring conference that we've been discussing is April 5th and 6th. The fall conference, the single-day conference, is October the 18th. And again, all the information is at iowaemploymentconference.com. How many people typically attend the spring conference? I would say between 500 and 700. And I ask that not to be nosy, but because of the fact that there are opportunities for people to integrate, to network, to visit with other businesses at the same time that they're getting the personal development through the seminars and the workshops. So it's a multifaceted two-day set. It is. I think the networking opportunity is, first, it's just fun. It's fun. It's it's so great to be back in person. We did it all these years and then COVID hit and we did it a couple of years this way. But, you know, you can go to any one of those. You can go to your, your legal CEs and network with your legal folks. Here, there's an opportunity to really network beyond just legal. You can network within all the different profit, nonprofit municipalities. And it's just really a great opportunity to sort of see how others are doing it in different industries, different sectors. Nan Boland, president of the Iowa Employment Conference. We spoke via Zoom on Thursday, March 23rd. The website is simply iowaemploymentconference.com, and this spring's event is April 5th and 6th. Still to come, how dependent Iowa is on food and agriculture, and later, a Midwest Top 10 business. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. We're hitting the road in April to share stories from the Iowa Almanac with you in person. Join us in Conrad, Toledo, Earlham, Tabor, Bondurant, Indianola, and Shenandoah. It's all free and open to the public. Get details on where we'll be next by clicking on the Events tab at iowaalmanac.com. That's the Events tab at iowaalmanac.com, and I'll see you there. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, 
a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review the new Iowa Competitive Dashboard data by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. This past week was National Agriculture Week, including the 50th anniversary of National Ag Day this past Tuesday. John C. Newton, chief economist at the U.S. Senate Committee on Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry, compiled data that was shared widely on social media this past week in honor of Ag Day. Food and agriculture contribute $8.6 trillion in economic output in this country each year. That represents nearly 20% of overall U.S. economic output. And Newton created a graph showing the percentage by state. 45% of Iowa's economic output is tied to food and agriculture. That's second in the nation, just behind Nebraska at 46%, and just ahead of South Dakota at 44%. So perhaps, as you might have expected, well more than double the national average. Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota also well outpace the rest of the nation. The next highest percentage is only 34%. Again, Iowa is at 45% of economic output tied to food and agriculture, while the national average is only 18.5%. Coming up, it's all adding up to major recognition. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Hello, fellow Iowans. This is Michael Swanger, owner of Iowa History Journal. Our March-April issue kicks off our series about Grenville Dodge, the architect of the Iron Road, and includes stories about the Effigy Mounds National Monument, Iowa State Hockey, Traveling Iowa, and Bailing Hay, among others. Pick up the March-April issue of Iowa History Journal at Hy-Vee, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, and Select Mills Fleet Farm stores, or visit iowahistoryjournal.com. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, educating, guiding, advising, and coaching Iowa businesses. Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at AdvanceIowa.com. In our business profile segment this week, we'll revisit Honkamp PC. Honkamp was known as Honkamp Kruger & Company when we first introduced you to them last summer. It's a CPA and business consulting firm. They were in the news this past week for once again landing on the list of top 10 Midwest CPA firms. They've made the Accounting Today list each year for at least the past decade. Honkamp's headquarters is in Dubuque, but their footprint has grown a lot since we first shared information about them with you last year. In November of 2022 alone, the company acquired Vossen Plumer CPAs of Platteville, Wisconsin, as well as the Cedar Falls office of Gosling & Company. Last June, we connected with the company's director of sales, Ben Yunt. Honkamp Kruger is a Dubuque-based CPA firm. At one point, one of the top 100 CPA firms in the country. I think now we are top 10 in the Midwest. We're the largest Iowa-based accounting firm in the state. We have roots back to 1947. A guy named John and his wife, Peg Law, were the first people that 
were involved with the firm that is now known as Honkamp Kruger. We tailor specifically to privately held companies. Our firm has five niches, manufacturing, construction, independent medical groups, dental practices, and we also cater to franchisees around the country with numerous different franchises that we tailor to. Now, it's interesting because I'm sure at the time, 70 years ago, that the first individual started operating in Dubuque. You went to an accountant to have your books done, to have your taxes done. It was a pretty narrow niche. Now, I presume clients are requiring a business consulting firm to not only do that, but then do a whole myriad of other things to help them better position themselves in the marketplace. Exactly. It's evolved over time. Thank God for the internet, which uh, saves on paper, which I think these places used to have 90% filing cabinets inside. What are some of the services, therefore, that you offer? Because, again, I can understand the things that a certified public accountant does, but you talk about business consulting, and so that takes us into a whole different category of various services that you can provide. We do a number of different things. We do a lot of compliance, which is the required type work for the IRS, the tax, all of that good stuff. And we also, a large part of our business is kind of in the advisory side, which is the forward thinking, ways to help people maximize their profits. And as appropriate, businesses evolve, change, et cetera. And so you're able, with the expertise and the broad staff, you can then help with valuations, you can help with advice on mergers and acquisitions. These are all things that are much more complicated, shall we say, than even 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. We in-house here in Dubuque have a certified business evaluation expert. His name is Rob Lightfreight, and um, he's a very, very large asset to our firm. You're right, you're able to use something like that as another arrow in the quiver for the firm to be able to offer it directly. And we also have a guy who works specifically on M&As, merger and acquisitions. Um, his name's Craig Herbst. He's a deal maker, and that's been a, a nice service offering that we're able to offer directly to our clientele as well. And because of where you're positioned there in Dubuque, part of the tri-states region, people will not be surprised to know that you have a trio of locations in Wisconsin, one in Illinois, in addition to four additional locations beyond the headquarters there, the main office in Dubuque. Right now in the state of Iowa, we're headquartered out of Dubuque. We've got a Des Moines presence, Cedar Rapids and Davenport. When you jump the river to Wisconsin, we've got a, a very, very nice office in Platteville. We've got a location in Madison. We had just acquired a firm in Oshkosh, Neagle and Neagle, which is now operated as Honkamp. That's been an exciting market, and we're uh, definitely excited to be over there as well. And you have an office where you take appointments in Clinton, and so again, the footprint continues to grow. So is that the blueprint to continue to expand, perhaps acquiring smaller operations where an owner might be looking to retire, or what's the business model here? We really like market sizes, kind of like the Dubuques of the world, the Oshkoshes, the Cedar Rapids, the Davenport. So I don't know if, if Big Metro is, is really where you'd see us focusing on. It's a lot of more mid-sized towns, more than likely in the tri-state area, Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, maybe Minnesota. Either way, we trying to keep everything within a few-hour drive, at least from the headquarters. That's right now is the... I would say the the way it's it's looking to grow, it's kind of out of my hands 
personally, but I think that's the strategy. In the past, folks would put out a shingle, they'd open up a firm, and the concept of sales was we might put an ad in the yellow pages uh, or we might join some service clubs and build our business. Your title is director of sales. I dare say, again, that's a position that we would not have seen a generation or two ago. So what does that encompass? What do you do to assist Camp grow? CPA strengths, typically, that wouldn't involve sales in that conversation. So uh, Camp, that's a very unique position, I think, if you're looking at it industry-wide. We're 100% focused on growth. My job is to connect dots pretty much. I go out and explain to any market that we're in or anybody that we're trying to get into some of the things that we're able to do to help people's businesses. And I, I am a dot connector. So trying to get our experts in the rooms with decision makers is my job. At the end of the day, uh, I think anything sales related is, is relational. There's going to be a lot of automation technology, things that may not be available today, but at the end of the day, I, I would say that 99% of our clientele is relationship-driven. We've got a very good reputation. I think as long as we can maintain that reputation and continue to cater to our current relationships and keep casting nets to see what else is out there, and I, I don't see it changing a lot. Ben Yunt, Director of Sales for Honkamp a CPA and business consulting firm based in Dubuque. We spoke via Zoom on Thursday, June 23, 2022. The company, until recently known as Honkamp Kruger, is online at honkamp.com. Their Iowa locations include the headquarters in Dubuque, plus Cedar Falls, Davenport, Hiawatha, and Waukee, plus offices in Wisconsin and Illinois. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. We're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 19 now in all. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, providing business solutions and support to small to medium-sized businesses. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.